Hello, this is Jen Lawler, and here are this week's announcements. ACAC Day Camp is coming soon. Enrollment for new campers begins this Monday, March 28th, and it's online enrollment only. Summer camp is for kids rising to grades 1 through 5. Activities include breakfast, worship, Bible study, gym, lunch, swimming, field trips, and so much more. Camp dates are June 20th through July 29th, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. Go to acac.net slash events for details and registration. The Alliance Women's Retreat is coming up on the weekend of Friday, April 29th and Saturday, April 30th. Ladies, this is the perfect chance to get away for a time of refreshment, connection, and pressing into God. The guest speaker this year is singer-songwriter and best-selling author, Laura Story. The location is Community Alliance Church in Butler, PA. Early bird registration ends this Monday, March 28th. For further details and registration, go to acac.net slash events. Guys, the men's ministry is hosting the men's monthly night out this coming Friday, April 1st at 7 p.m. on the second floor of the Whiteside Building. Join us for a night of food, faith, worship, and the word. There's no cost and no need to register. Just be there and bring a friend. That's it for now. Thanks for being here and welcome to ACAC.
Amen. He is worthy of our praise, is he not? He is a God who is worthy, yes and amen. Just be seated for a moment right where you are. It is so wonderful to be back with you and to be in the house of the Lord. So welcome to church tonight, whether you're here in person or online. Choir, it's glad to have, I'm glad to have you here. Man, you have come at a great time. Every service this weekend, we are calling this a weekend of worship. So I hope you came ready to give God your all. All of your praise, totality of all of it. Pastor Christian is going to come in a bit later and share from the word and share from his heart. And so just really excited um, to be back with you today. Before we continue in worship, I do have just a, a brief announcement that I want to let you know about. Despite the snow and the winter storm warning for tomorrow, Easter is coming. And um, next weekend, I just want you to know we are starting a new series, a three-week series, as we walk towards Easter, Resurrection, Resurrection Sunday. And the series is called The Jesus Effect, When Dead Things Come Back to Life. You see, what happens is when Jesus affects our lives, the things that are, were once dead can be resurrected. And so over the course of three weeks, we're going to look at, there are four resurrections in the New Testament. And um, see, I could start preaching right now, but I, I, I promise I, I will hold it off. Um, but I just hope that you join us. So here's something significant because there's a change that's coming the weekend of Easter. Um, we are expecting just a, a, a large group that's going to join us over the course of those four services. And so what we decided to do is change our service times for that weekend to better accommodate um, our, our church and those guests who will be coming. And so here's what we're going to do. For this group who comes on Saturday night, you don't need to worry about it because Saturday night service is still at 6 o'clock. But um, you may want to get here early because we're going to be encouraging a lot of our other folks to come on Saturday so that we have room for those guests who are going to come in on Sunday. So on Saturday of Easter weekend, there's going to be children's ministry. And so, if, again, if you're watching online and you have children, I invite you to come 6 o'clock that Saturday night of Easter weekend. Our children's ministry are doing some special things. There's an extra extravaganza that has eggs. There's going to be a free meal for all of your families and everybody who likes food, say amen. And uh, so that's happening. And then on Sunday, on Sunday, listen to this. Our service times are moving up 30 minutes. So there will be an 8 o'clock service, a 9.30 service, and an 11 o'clock service. And those of you who are here are going, thank God I don't have to remember that because I come Saturday night at 6. But if you come on Sunday, you just need to know it's at 8, 9.30, and 11. Are you with me? All right. Now stand to your feet tonight if you would. Go ahead. Come on. Stand up. We're going to worship together. Psalm 100 verse 4 says, enter his gates with thanksgiving. Enter his courts with praise. So the implication there is that we don't enter into God's house, enter into his courts, enter his, to his gates to receive and get thanksgiving and to get praise. We come with it. So that there, again, the implication is that you should have come in tonight ready 
to give your total praise. So can we do this? Can we put our hearts and our hands up and say, God, I have come giving you thanksgiving. Lord, I don't need to be coerced. I don't need to be motivated in this moment. You are enough and you are good. So, Lord, we declare your greatness and your goodness. Would you come in a mighty way today and inhabit the praises of your people? In the name of Jesus, somebody say amen. Amen. Amen, church. Come on. We're going to worship him and lift him up. We're going to fill this house with praise. Amen. If you can, come on, put your hands together. Hallelujah, Jesus. So worthy to be praised. Yeah. Hallelujah, Lord. Mm -hmm. Come on, just repeat after me. You are Alpha and Omega. You're the beginning and the end. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I praise your name. I praise your name. You are Alpha and Omega. You're the beginning and the end. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever.
not too much, raise your hands.
praise, oh God. You deserve the praise, oh God. And Lord, that's what we give you tonight. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. And we give you the praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you that you're faithful to inhabit our praises. That you're faithful when we draw near to you, for you to in turn draw near to us. And God, we want to be even closer to you. We want to go even deeper with you tonight. So hear the cry of our hearts, our heart and our flesh. They cry out for the living God. Would you satisfy our longing souls tonight with the living water of your presence? I just want to be near you. 
your word says for us to keep ourselves in the love of God. And God, we reaffirm your love for us in this moment. Not just receiving, but reciprocating your great love toward us. Jesus, we love you so much. And that's why we're here today. We love to worship you. We love to be with you. Would you continue to be with us as we go forward? in the service now. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Congregation, you may be seated.
And as you're taking your seats, can we, can we give it up for this wonderful team of people, the choir, the band, the orchestra? What a wonderful, wonderful group of people that I get to serve with. It is my, my awesome privilege. And I'm not just saying that because they're standing behind me. I'm saying that because I mean that. So we have been so excited for those of you who are joining us here in person and those of you who are joining us online about this weekend of worship. There's been so much prayer, so much preparation, and so much expectation for what God is going to do in our midst. Amen. But speaking on behalf of the people who are ministering from the platform, the people who are serving in the booth as a worship ministry, in truth, every weekend should be a weekend of worship. Because when we gather, we gather to give the glory, honor, and praise to the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and his name is Jesus. But we do recognize, again, that this weekend is just so special, and it's been written upon our hearts, quite literally, that we want to fill the house, and we'll, we'll talk more about that. But again, as we gather, as we aspire to fulfill what we feel as a worship ministry is our mission on a weekly basis, there is a passage of scripture that informs that for us, and it's what I'll be sharing with you tonight, and, and my prayer is that as we receive God's word, that it will not just be seed sown upon our hearts, but that it would produce 30, 60, and 100 fold. Amen. So I'm going to be reading to you from John, the 12th chapter, verses 1 through 3. For you, for you translation enthusiasts, I'll be reading from NIV. And it starts this way. Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, where Lazarus lived, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. Here, a dinner was given in Jesus' honor. Martha served while Lazarus was among those reclining at the table with him. Then Mary took about a pint of pure nard, an expensive perfume. She poured it on Jesus' feet and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. You know, when I read this, I see a lot of parallels between the scene in John 12 and this very moment. I'll tell you those parallels. First of all, there was a group of people who gathered in Jesus' honor. And I trust that if you're here tonight, again, if you're watching online, that you're here to honor Jesus. Amen. But secondly, they gathered in Jesus' honor because he rose someone from the dead. Now, I also trust that if you're here in the sanctuary and watching online, that you've experienced the resurrection power of Jesus in one way or another. I pray that personally, that you can testify that he's raised you from death to life. But as Pastor Allen is going to be preaching and starting next week, it's not just us that he raises, but he raises our families, he raises our situations, and he raises our circumstances. So when I look at this group of people, I see a group that can identify with that group in John 12. They gathered to honor Jesus, and they gathered specifically because they had experienced his resurrection life. And in the midst of that gathering, Mary is being highlighted as an example, 
as to what should happen when such gatherings take place. Mary, just like we read in verse 3, she took that pint of pure nard. She anointed the feet of Jesus. And specifically, John points out that the fragrance of that perfume filled the house. And I would say our goal, our objective, when we gather in Jesus' honor is to fill the house with the fragrance of worship. That's our goal. That's our assignment, that we would fill the house with the fragrance of worship. And I have a lovely assistant here who's going to help me out with something. Give, give it up for Jen Lawler, everybody, as she comes. So you all know what this is, right? This, this is a really, really good friend of mine because I am a, of course, husband of five years to Heidi, who I love. She's watching tonight. I love you so much. And our two children, Marshall, who's two, Courtney, who's six months, and I have experienced so many joys of being a parent to small children. However, there are moments that are not as joyful, such as changing dirty diapers. And all the parents said, amen. Amen. And if you like changing dirty diapers, then maybe you could come to my house and do it. And in those instances, I have found my friend to be very helpful. And and I know, I hope you all like this fragrance because I am going to spray it. I know that I only need to spray just a little bit. But I find myself (laughs) spraying quite a bit. And it's because, yes, this does, thank you so much, Jen, this does a great job of getting rid of the odor that I don't like. But probably more importantly, it leaves a fragrance that I do like. And I believe that there's parallel between how I like my house to smell, I'm assuming how you like your house to smell, and how God loves for his house to smell when he comes. Because how many of you know where two or three are gathered together in his name, he promised to be in the midst of them. So when he comes, he cares about how his house smells. And I would go as far as to say he's always cared about that. What do I mean? This is Exodus chapter 30. It reads, make an altar of acacia wood for burning incense. Fast forwarding to verse 7, Aaron must burn fragrant incense on the altar every morning when he tends the lamps. He must burn incense again when he lights the lamps at twilight. So incense will burn regularly before the Lord for generations to come. And that he gives these instructions for the tabernacle, which is a communal worship center for the people of God at that time. It leads me to believe that the smell that God desires to come from his house is not just for him, but it's for everybody who comes. And when we fill the house, we're doing it with an understanding that everybody can appreciate that fragrance. And because it's the fragrance of worship, appreciation at its best, is participation. Say that with me. Appreciation at its best is participation. As David says, oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I do just want to park for a moment on on that notion of appreciation at its best is participation because we recognize that it's a collective effort when we gather to fill the house. 
But then there are those of you who have gifts, talents, and perhaps even an interest to help us do so as a part of the creative arts ministry. We want to extend an invitation to you all, whether, again, you're here, you're watching online. Hey, maybe you've, you've had an, an interest and you just didn't know how to get involved. We want to take this opportunity to let you know there is room in creative arts for you to help us fill the house on a weekly basis. You might do that as a singer or a musician. You might be a camera person. You might do graphic design or what have you, but there is opportunity to help us fill the house on a weekly basis. And in the event that you hear this appeal, that you feel like you fit into that category, but you don't respond, I do want to let you know that there, there may be consequences to that. And you'll see what I mean by that when you watch this video. ACAC Creative Arts was short volunteers, so I showed up. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine. Serve, and you can protect the weekends from mayhem, like me. This is why we need you to participate. Amen, amen, amen. We would love to have you as part of the creative arts, so. Um, please uh, see us for more information. But moving forward, I want to speak just really briefly uh, before we close our time together about how we fill the house in this setting, just as, as corporate worshipers. And the first thing is this. Filling the house requires sacrifice. Everybody say sacrifice. Offering that which is precious. Then Mary, verse 3 says, took about a pint of pure nard an expensive perfume. Well, you might find yourself asking the question, well, how expensive was the perfume? Well, if you keep reading in John 12, a person clarifies that her offering was about a year's wages. And it dawned on me, sometimes we ask that question, well, how expensive was it? Or how expensive is it? Because there is a part of us that does not want to pay the full cost. But here's the thing, brothers and sisters. Worship is costly. Worship is costly. In fact, David says in 1 Chronicles, after a gentleman tried to give him a field for free to offer a sacrifice, he says, no, I insist on paying the full price. I will not take for the Lord what is yours or sacrifice a burnt offering that costs me nothing because worship is costly. And as I was thinking about this, I thought about the privilege and the, the real blessing that me and my family have of having been able to find a house here on the north side, which is just so special. But in moving into our house, as excited as we were, signing on the dotted line, racing to our house from, from the closing place, when we opened the front door, we were still excited, but we weren't as excited because our house was empty. Our stuff hadn't arrived yet. So it was like, well, yeah, we got a house, but it's an empty house. 
And as our things started to, to arrive and we started to put them in place, the house started to feel more like home. Because how many of you know, when you fill the house, that's when you feel most at home, not when the house is empty. And we want our God and our Savior, every time he shows up here, to feel at home. Yes, this is, this is a house for sure, but we want the house to be full so that his presence would feel at home in our midst and upon our hearts. Secondly, filling the house requires humility. Everybody say humility. And by humility, we mean lack of regard for oneself before Christ. Why? This is what Mary did. She poured it, again, that perfume, on Jesus' feet and wiped his feet with her hair. Now, what you should understand is that while we have read this story time and time again and it's familiar to us, Mary's gesture in that moment was actually very uncommon. It was common in Mary's day to anoint someone's head with oil, not their feet. In fact, you'll find in Luke chapter 7 a very similar, so similar, it seems like the same story, but it's not. It's different. You'll find an instance of a woman coming into Simon the Pharisee's house and anointing Jesus' head with oil. And she only wipes his feet because her tears fell upon them. But in this instance, Mary says, I'm going to go straight to your feet, Jesus, because I'm not too high to get down low before you. And that should reflect, brothers and sisters, even in our own posture as we come to the house of God and worship before him. Because in truth, God very much cares about our hearts, yes, but our posture matters. Everybody say, our posture matters. And for that reason, you'll find in the scripture about lifting our hands, you'll find about kneeling, you'll, you'll find instances of people prostrating themselves, laying on their faces before the Lord, because posture matters to him. And then lastly, yes, worship is costly, which means it requires sacrifice from us. Yes, we need to be humble, so much so that we're able to allow that to reflect in our posture, our physical posture before the Lord. But we also need to be free. We need to be free. And by freedom, we mean being unreserved in our demonstration. Here is verses 1 through 3 again. Six days before the Passover, everybody say Passover. Jesus came to Bethany, say Bethany, where Lazarus, say Lazarus, lived, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. Here a dinner was given in Jesus' honor. Martha served, while Lazarus was among those reclining at the table with him. Then Mary took about a pint of pure nard, an expensive perfume. She poured it on Jesus' feet and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of perfume. So here's the scene. It's six days before Passover. And for those of you who are basketball enthusiasts, you know right now is March Madness. And for the Israelites, there were three major feasts that they attended. It was the Passover, 
it was the Feast of Tabernacles, and then it was Pentecost. And if Tabernacles was like the Sweet 16, and if Pentecost was like the Final Four, Passover is like the national championship game. Come on, somebody. If you didn't watch before, you're going to watch when the national championship game is being played. And that's how the Passover was. Everybody from all over the world who worshiped Yahweh, they gather in Jerusalem to celebrate Passover. This scene is six days before that celebration begins. But it's not just six days before that celebration begins. It was also in Bethany, which was very, very close to Jerusalem. And you can just imagine Mary and Joseph, Jesus' parents, they tried to find a hotel in Bethlehem and they couldn't find one. Can you imagine during Passover time trying to find somewhere to stay in Jerusalem? So naturally, my belief is there was spillover into the nearby towns and Bethany was one of those. But not just that. Jesus had just raised Lazarus from the dead. This was such an awesome feat that Jesus' opponents actually sought to kill Lazarus to get rid of the evidence that was irrefutable that he is the resurrection and the life. But not just that. The most popular person in all of history was being honored at a dinner. So you can imagine how packed that house probably was. And the house was not just filled with the fragrance of Mary's perfume, but it was full of people. So she was so free that she said, I don't care how many people are here. I am going to do the only thing that I know to do in light of what he's done for me, and that's give my everything. She didn't care who was looking. She didn't care what other people thought. And again, this was a full house. And I believe that she was able to do this in that moment because in truth, she was accustomed to public displays of affirmation. If you read in Luke 10, you find her right back at Jesus' feet, not just in an empty house, in a house full of Jesus' disciples as well and whoever else was in attendance. Brothers and sisters, we're called to fill the house with the fragrance of worship to Jesus. But we're called to do that as an example to others who will walk through these doors, who will join these services online, that this is what it looks like to fill the house. I want to show you a brief video and then come back and pray with you. So that night, um, we had him over for dinner to honor him. But how exactly, how exactly do you thank someone for bringing your brother back to life? Well, our sister Martha was in the kitchen preparing this perfect meal for him. And then there was me. What could I do? I decided to give up one of my most precious possessions. Precious things given to Jesus never really seem wasted. And I knew as soon as I did it, it was obvious. Some people weren't pleased with my choice. It wasn't planned. It was spur of the moment. It just, it leapt from my heart. I let down my hair in public, which you just don't do. And I wiped his feet with it. 
And then I poured out an expensive perfume jar of oil to honor him. And the beautiful scent filled the whole room. Now, if I would have stayed paralyzed in fear over what my sister would think after she made this huge meal, or the anger of the onlookers, or what a disciple could say, I might never have worshipped him that way. And the beautiful scent, oh, it stayed for days and days. Sitting at his feet, none of their opinions really mattered. Jesus was pleased with me. And he stood up in my defense. So why did I do it? I guess it was, it was all I had. And days later, Jesus would pour out everything he had for us, for me. Can we all stand? We pour out everything for him because he poured out everything for us. That's what it means to fill the house, brothers and sisters. And that's reflected in our disposition. That's reflected in the very essence of who we are. So my prayer is that we would commit that every time we gather, that we won't just come and settle for half full, but that we would come with our respective jars of perfume and we would break them open, that the house would be filled with the fragrance of our worship. Can we bow our heads? Father, that's our posture. God, that this meeting place would always be fragrant with the aroma that you so deserve. We join our hearts with your heart. Jesus, a heart that loved sacrificially, a heart that humbled itself, and a heart that was not concerned with the opinions of man, but with the will of God. We know your will is that this house would always be full. So God, receive your due. In Jesus' name, amen. As we sing this next song, let's put into practice filling the house with the fragrance of worship. Lord, you are good. You've been so good. Lord, you are good. You've been better than good. I can't praise you enough. I owe you my life. Can't praise you enough. Even if I try. You've been 
You 
thank you for your goodness thank you Jesus thank you Jesus for your goodness so good. So Lord, I know my heart is full. There's something that happens when we come and we give everything, when we pour ourselves out. Lord, you come and you fill us. And I am grateful that this same spirit, Lord, leaves with us tonight. That, God, your presence is not inhibited just to this place. Your word says that when we draw close to you, you draw close to us. So, God, I pray that the same energy, the same passion, the same spirit, that as we leave this place tonight, we will carry it with us when we go to work on Monday. Lord, we will carry it home at dinner on Tuesday night. When we go to the marketplace, when we go to the store, when we go for a walk in the park in our neighborhood, God, the same spirit that is here will be with us, Father. Thank you, Jesus, for all that you're doing and all that you've done. In the mighty name of Jesus, everybody said amen. Just be seated briefly for a moment. I promise we are, we're going to dismiss. They're going to do one more song as we leave. Can you do me a favor? And I want us to show our appreciation for the ones called in this moment to lead us into his presence. Our choir, orchestra, musicians. Can we... Thank you all. Pastor Christian, thank you. Thank you. I just uh, want to let you know that before you leave tonight, Pastor Marvin is here to my left. And every time we come into the house of God, you should never leave if you need prayer without us praying with you. And so if you've come in and, and your heart is heavy or you had a rough week or the things that are happening in your life, share that with us. Pastor Marvin's here, so right after the service, you can follow him out. There's a group that would love to listen. If you're watching online, you can just click the button that says, I need prayer. And we have folks there that will pray with you. And um, we just, we, we want to pray with you. We don't want you to leave carrying that burden. We want to take that to the Lord in prayer. 
just briefly as well, I, I want to say thank you for your continued faithfulness in giving. Um, as you worship him with song, you worship through giving and your generosity. I'm not going to go through them all. They'll put them on the screen. Ways in which you can give. And thank you for doing that and continuing to doing that. All right. We're going to uh, dismiss with one more song, right? Amen. All right. Let me give the benediction before they, um, before they sing this final song. And I'm going to invite you to stand. Heavenly Father, thank you again. May your spirit carry us. And may every weekend we come ready to fill the house with the fragrance of worship. May we sacrifice. May, we give, may it be costly for us. Let us do that in the mighty name of Jesus. John. Amen, amen. Come on, church, stand up. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah. Praise God for saving me, amen.
Wonderful night. God bless you. You're dismissed.